So did you feel like a celebrity yesterday? Your... I can't even remember what yesterday was. Your photo shoot. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. My mind is all a bit of a jumble at the moment, so yeah. I, I was. I actually. I'll tell you what's throwing me off. I had an email this morning from Elizabeth Kirby, who has done the piece on Hampshire Life, thanking us for our photos, and um, yeah, apologising for not getting back to me. So in my head, I was thinking, celebrity? Has he seen the article for Hampshire Life and Christmas yet? Have I missed something? Do we have a release date for that? Uh, no, but I will find out. But yeah, going back to yesterday, did I feel like a celebrity? Yes, very much so. Rachel was. Brilliant. Shout big shout out to yeah. Rachel Joseph. Photographer to the stars. Quite literally, we're we're very lucky to um mm. have spent the day with Rachel for a bit of a brand shoot and a bit of a photo shoot. It's not something we've ever done before, is it? No. We don't um so I, I yeah, I've I found myself very much out of my comfort zone for <laughs> at least the first two hours. Um but um but no, Rachel's brilliant at yeah. putting you at ease and yeah, um, good. I'm really excited to see the results because obviously we've got a few sneak previews on the laptop as we were going through and there's some awesome stuff on there. So <laughs> keep an eye out for updated um Socials. graphics well for the podcast, you know, on our um, on our icons and stuff. So yeah. and I just wanna give a shout out to Emily Smith. Emily, he finally had different expressions. It wasn't just the one expression. Never can it <laughs> Never can it be said again that I've only got one pose and one, one pose wins facial expression. <laughs> no, but it was that was hugely out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But anyway, it was great fun, wasn't it? Was it? Good. it was really good. And then um, we didn't get the update in time for last week's episode about uh, Jenna's baby name, but we, we have that now, we, don't we? We have, and what a beautiful name! Absolutely beautiful name. So we'd like to welcome uh, officially Autumn Grace. To the team. It's lucky she was born in October, otherwise that would have been very confusing, wouldn't it? Perhaps she would have been a summer grace or a winter grace. <laughs> no, that's amazing. And again, um, we, we we haven't uh, heard too much from um, from mother and, and baby, but um, we gather they're doing well. And uh, I'd imagine they're holed up and just enjoying those first few weeks. First few weeks, those first few moments. So we wish them all the best. So that's brilliant. Um, lots to get through, as always, in this episode. Uh, we are uh, pleased to be able to tell people about a monster booking that we received at Eden House. So we're going to give you some good news on that front, which is great. Um, although that put us through the roller coaster a little bit, but we'll tell you about that. We've got a progress update on our planning application for Eaton House as well. And a little bit on a frustrating interaction that we had with a guest at Delvin House, which I think has a few interesting takeaway points. Mm, from absolutely. It. So lots to cover. So I reckon we should crack on. So never a dull moment. Let's do it. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, though, there is never a dull moment. Well, you can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Service Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Service Podcast or Secret Service Podcast? So just as we were getting to the point where um, we were a little concerned about the, the, the shape of the calendar at Eaton House, it had got very quiet after a very busy start. Yeah, but I just want to sort of caveat that in that 
everywhere is pretty quiet yeah. at the moment. And it was always going to be hardest hit because it's a new property and it's uh, it's a bit of an emerging market as well. Mm-hmm. Though. We knew that when we got into it. But anyway, it was looking pretty quiet and, and we were we were having to sort of pull out all the stops to try and we, we've been listing on other online travel agents and you spent some time down there and oh. frantically leaflet dropping oh. various businesses, which we'll talk about in a second. But um all of a sudden, yes, day before yesterday, we, we got a monster booking, didn't we? Yeah, and I tell you what, that's the nice thing about being being running our business because we, we were actually next to the time choosing clothes for our photo shoot. And suddenly you look very distracted as I was trying to try on this jumper. And you sort of look, you look at me and you say, we've just got a huge booking. Yeah, to, to put that into concert, £17,000 booking Yeah. Um, for, for Eaton House, uh, six rooms um, between October and December. So absolutely fantastic. But most importantly, th- this that makes it sound like this was completely by chance. It wasn't. If you remember in last week's episode, we talked about changing the listing type on Booking.com. Yeah. So we yeah. switched it from a hotel uh, listing, which was only really causing us problems through uh, false, you know, inaccurate uh, expectations of yeah. the guests. We changed it to um, apartments, like a block of apartments. Now, clearly, when businesses are looking for longer stays, they're probably not ticking the hotel mm. box. They probably are looking for um, apartments or uh, studios, which is exactly uh, what we'd switched it to. So my take is that 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 was a, a very successful move, and, and this is this is. Testament to that, seventeen thousand pound booking sees us through the slow season. Um, it uh, it puts us in profit throughout October and November, which is fantastic. We still got work to do. We still need to push mm, yeah. the income as high as we can. But um, that was a big uh, relief, I guess, mm. in a, in a sense, or, or like evidence that we're on the right track. Yeah. Um, however, it wasn't entirely detailing, <laughs> was it? Because. Um, uh, the, the, the very next morning, so yesterday morning as we were on the road up to see Rachel from 9.26am. Thinking we're just going to park the business for a day and see if we can just enjoy, you know, something a little bit different in the photo shoot. And then suddenly we get notification that all the bookings have been cancelled. Mm. Not all the bookings. Th- this booking, the £17,000 booking, had been cancelled. So immediately, you know... Uh, Panic uh, in a sense, but, but immediately contacting the guests. And this is really important that you get into the habit of doing this. And this is a habit we've built up and learned from over mm. time. And, and it paid off in this instance, but in a slightly uh, different way to how we expected. We contacted the guests uh, privately. By this point, they've already gone through our online check-in. So we have their contact. And they got paid. They paid in full. They paid, yeah. So we were faced with uh, potentially having to refund them and having to have a difficult conversation around the payment processing fees, which we would have had to have retained that. And on a booking that size, that's not an insignificant amount of money. Anyway, um, you contacted them via WhatsApp. Yeah. And it turns out they hadn't cancelled the booking or at least... Well, they hadn't meant to. They hadn't meant to. They still claim they hadn't. Um, I think as we've gone through and they've they've uh, asked about a couple of date changes, I suspect that they tried to change the dates and uh, inadvertently cancelled the booking. Um, who knows though? Uh, I wouldn't put it past Booking.com to have had a glitch in their system and for that to be yeah. cancelled. Anyway, the upshot of that. So we had ten minutes of of, of panic and <laughs> frustration. <laughs> We were then able to convert it to a direct booking. So yeah. actually, it turned out to be a double win. 
Yeah. Because thank you, Danielle, for jumping on and doing that because we were on the road at the time, so I couldn't yeah. couldn't actually physically get on the laptop to book them in direct. So a yeah. uh, big shout out to Danielle who covered that one for yeah, us. Yeah, the team rallied around as always, which is good. So um, so no, so that was really positive. So it, we, we did go through a bit of a roller coaster with it, um, but now that we've got direct contact with the guest, um, we've been able to uh, speak to them about upgrading some of their rooms because they've chosen some slightly smaller units, and we know we've got some studios that might be more suitable for longer stays and it's this kind of conversation that you can't ha have with them really yeah. through an online travel agent yeah and also it, it proved that we've spoken about the laundry room before but you know one of their questions was is there laundry facilities on site or do we have to outsource so we were able to respond very promptly and positively and say yep there absolutely is a laundry on site and it's uh, the cost is included in your stay. Well, that's a really good point around the apart hotel model because their first two questions were, what's the situation with the kitchenettes? Yeah. Like, what amenities do they have? And what's the laundry situation? And they are like our two, our top two kind of selling points when we try and develop an apart hotel, isn't it? And that's yeah. what attracts those longer stays and that couldn't be better evidence of that. So that was really exciting. Um, but we're not resting on our laurels on that mm -hmm. front. You yeah. have been, you spent the day, I mean, you, you smashed out a trip to Yeovil in a day again, which is pretty brutal. That's a good six, seven hours of driving. Fat yeah. no, but I'm longer on Monday. Do you remember you got oh, caught in traffic and took about four or hours. five hours to get there, didn't it? Um, but you were targeting local businesses, weren't you? Yeah, not only that, it was it was good to catch up with Brad and his team because um, we had made the decision to switch on the heating slightly early. So thank you, Brad, for for rallying around and doing this mid October. No, no, no. We were going to do it on Friday oh, today, but obviously the forecast. So they, he pulled his team in on the Monday. So hugely thank you for that. Um, because, you know, Eaton House, she's a beautiful old building, but she's been asleep for a long time. So we were a little concerned about, you know, switching on the heating because, <laughs> let's face it, water has not been our friend at Eaton House. No, we've had a fair few plumbing issues. Uh, not work that we've done. This is sort of uncovering gremlins uh, yeah. and how the property was converted or, or maybe that's um well i don't think it is unfair actually but it's a combination of that and the fact it's been so empty yeah. for a couple of years and uh, things start to li quite literally come apart on the seams so brad and his team were there all day um i i don't think i was much help actually because i was quite tired but um you know, the, the, all the radiators were working. They tested them all. They were there all day. We were all constantly checking the pressure on the boiler to make sure it didn't drop. The early days. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Don't want to dwell on it too much because uh, just in case it. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, the heating is now on at Eaton House, uh, so it's lovely, toasty, warm, and um, actually quite good for our guests that are coming in from Indonesia tomorrow. Yeah. And when it comes to, you know, long trips to an investment area, which I'm sure lots of people will be familiar with that listen to this podcast, um, it's about maximizing your time, isn't it? Yeah. And then making sure that you can be as productive as possible. So you took some direct booking material round to various businesses. You got a good contact for the hospital, didn't you? Yes, Don't I did. Actually. Yet. Yeah. You've got a contact, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, and also taking time to drive around your area and sort of visiting all those industrial units and Kuhn and Nagel are there, which I hadn't realised. They've got a big distribution centre there, which we've actually got one in the Midlands. So, you know, it sort of added sort of test of credibility to the fact that we thought it was a bit like the Midlands. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Pretty soldier, not soul-destroying. It's a tough gig though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like going around randomly, cold calling these businesses, like trying to speak, you know, to get through gatekeepers and, and stuff like that. Yeah. How did you find that? Oh, it... it 
it was quite hard work to be honest um because quite you know since covid there are less people around people work remotely people do shorter hours there's much more of a hybrid working model so quite often you'd go into reception area and there wouldn't be anyone there mm. you know and then it's scan a qr code which will give you a phone number which will call the reception you know and and you know sales and marketing is not my thing um but like with with any you know, with your own business, you have to really sort of take yourself out of your comfort zone and just bloody get on with it. Yeah, but I think you do yourself a disservice there. I think, you know, you talk passionately about uh, what we do and what we've got, and that's what sales and marketing is ultimately all about, isn't it? <laughs> but I do but I do think, and I say this to my coaching clients all the time, I do think that that sort of activity is, is great, is important, but equally, you know, if, if you... If you're dividing up resources in terms of time and money, then spending time on the conversion of mm. guests that come through the online travelators to convert them to direct bookings is um, arguably more productive, certainly early on yeah. with a property than actually trying to cope. Yeah, and also, you, you know, you said the obvious thing, which really I should have done ages ago and it's been on my radar, would be to update my profile on LinkedIn for yeah. education, which has been on there for, well, ever since I've been on LinkedIn, to really sort of, you know, showcasing what I do, what I represent in the business. Yeah, but also LinkedIn's a great tool for you to target people, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, then so I will be targeting the Oval Hospital, um, uh, Leonardo's, you know, Coonanegal, all those businesses that we may potentially be able to link with. So that's, you know, that has started. So I've created my uh, profile. I just need to populate it a little bit more now. So watch this space for my LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn is great for that because you mm. can identify people that work within certain businesses in certain localities. You can try and identify the job spec. Um, you know, you're looking for maybe people in the HR department or the travel department. Um, and it just makes and your procurement. Yeah. That's where okay. I've been pointed to quite often. But it just makes your time more productive, doesn't it? Yeah. If you feel like you've got an actual personal contact or maybe you've even teed up a meeting in advance. Yeah, so that's that's my top tip from you last week. Last so update, last update on Eaton House. Um, the planning application that we've had to put in for um, retrospective change of use so it it's uh it sort of it, it came to light came out in the wash if you like that um the previous owners seven years ago when they converted it from a care home to a hotel hadn't uh, uh hadn't obtained the relevant change of planning use which we're now having to do effectively on their behalf so that we can continue to operate it as a hotel um so that's now live so the process is you put in a planning application it has to be validated as it's called that can take um well it's supposed to be done within about 10 days but sometimes mm. it's at the whim of the council ours has now been validated and then a typical planning cycle for a straightforward application would be sort of eight to ten weeks um although again depending on the complexity it can take a lot longer than that months if not longer anyway we've been given a target decision date of i think 29th of november yeah, 29th. Um, so the application is out there and obviously it's receiving um support or otherwise uh, from people in the community i want to say here I, I feel a little bit um upset if i'm honest um and a little bit let down well can we say first there's there's 
a huge amount of positive, yeah. supportive comments on there, way more than the negative. So let's put that in perspective, first of all. There's a load of really supportive comments on the application about how this is this hotel is going to bring business to the area, about how it's going to uh, create jobs, how it's going to be a really valuable amenity for Yeovil, which which we know it is. And, and, and yeah, so let's just say that first. But sorry, go on. What were you going to say? Well, we sort of reached out very early doors to uh, the residents in Coverdale Court, which is directly behind the hotel. Yeah, resident, but... Well, yeah, yeah. No, certainly the residents we've sort of made touch base with. And we knew from the outset that they were a little bit, well, actually quite a lot negative about what happened previously. So we thought, you know, we're all about, you know, connections and making relationships with people. So I thought, so we had this meeting where we were so positive. We we're going to exp- we explained exactly what we wanted to do. They had various questions. They had various things they wanted us to do, which we did straight away, like the the CCTV. We put extra CCTV in uh, for their security. Um, we tried to be collaborative. Oh, absolutely. We we sorted out the the. Um, the access and the fire alarm and everything. We've worked with them totally on everything. And I feel really upset that, I mean, I always knew there was a potential for them to have perhaps some negative comments on the planning, but to be so out and out against us when we've worked so hard to bring this building to the community. And I don't get it. I don't get that this derelict building, which had squatters in, that had the potential to have all number of people living in it because it wasn't manned, it wasn't looked after, um, that they can't see that what we're trying to do is so positive for the community. I think the bottom line is, and I, I'm, I'm interrupting you deliberately because I, I don't know how much of this we should talk about live on air while the application is is, is live. No, 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 it's fine. It's, it's fine. And I think it's an important point to raise. Um, they had been... Uh, upfront and open with us that they were going to object to the application, which in itself is frustrating. Um, uh, the spirit of that is uh, doesn't resonate very well when we're trying to collaborate and put steps in place. I think the thing that gets me, so all of this, basically what you're saying is, all of the, the concerns that they raised, which we listened to and largely have acted upon and put steps in place, they've just regurgitated that in there. And also there's a lot of stuff coming out, not necessarily from the directors, but other people connected to that development that uh, are just factually incorrect. Uh, You can't comment. And you can't reply. You've got no way of commenting. Now, this isn't a popularity contest. Uh, You know, this is a factor in the planning application, but it it, uh, arguably is not the most important one. And we have a lot of positives. So in terms of numbers, uh, you know, it's looking like a strong application. But I think that it's the fact that we had that meeting with them. We have implemented within i would say two or three days of the meeting mm. pretty much everything that we agreed we would do they had one task which was to put a sign up on their gate that says no entry to hotel guests they haven't even they have, gate well okay gate posts uh they haven't even done that um which does make you slightly cynical and suspicious that perhaps they're inviting trouble um in order to uh, cast you know a bad light on our application but who knows um like you say it's uh, it's a case of doing what we need to do um you know and we we have tried to be collaborative all, all along but it's um it's the whole not in my backyard isn't it it's the whole nimby thing i think they don't know what they want as in they are very good at f- 
saying what they don't want and they didn't want it empty because that was a security risk and it was causing all sorts of hazards and the fire alarm kept going off randomly. Um, not that we've necessarily helped in it. <laughs> um, and um, they don't want it occupied and they don't want a hotel. So, But if you actually try to say, what what do you actually want? They can't answer the question. They, mm-hmm. they, they can't. They, 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 they want to object across the board. So um, it is what it is. I mean, you know, and if not us, then who? Well, I know, exactly. But you have to take emotions out of it. Um, I'm not going to get... St- I don't think you should get stressed about it. I don't think we should get stressed about it. Um, I'm just upset, really, that, you know, I suppose it's like I, I sometimes bring too much emotion to the table about these things. And I love that building and I love Yeovil. And, you know, I, I, I genuinely feel that we can bring a lot to, to the town and the area. And I, I lived there for a while. Yeah. Let's not forget that. You know? Yeah, and um, yeah, I guess they, they, I don't know, maybe they see us as outsiders and they've been burnt by stuff in the past, which I do understand, but um, but but ultimately they talk a good game about collaboration, but actually don't back it up, is the bottom line. Anyway, uh, we shouldn't get stressed about it. We shouldn't let our emotions get no. involved in it. We need to let the application run its course. Um, thank you to everybody who has been supporting the application because... Um, uh, it, as far as I'm concerned, it, it, it's a fact. It, it, it's going to be a huge bonus to the community and bring a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. So you know, the objections to that are really contrary to the goals of yeah. Yeovil, I think. And, and I think the thing that the, the business we've bought, regardless of the the uh, wonderful uh, accommodation space, we work with maintenance team, with the cleaners, yeah. with the linen Big people. Infrastructure. They've all jumped onto the fact that it's remotely managed, as if like literally, there's no one ever there. Um, when obviously we bless him, Ian is there all the time. Well, in the team, and we have staff there all day, and um, you know, their their jump that their their ignorance around how our model works. Uh, this is what I mean about it being factually yeah. inaccurate. Talking about you know, people could just wander in through the the fire exit that connects the two buildings, which is physically not possible. There's a keypad code that we don't give to anybody, um, and uh, it's only released if there's a fire. So it's just stuff like that, which you know, you would assume that the planners see this this kind of nonsense all the time, and we'll see right through it. But anyway, it is what it is. So we will keep you posted on that as it progresses. Um, and hopefully we'll get a positive decision in just over a month. Um, it's your birthday this weekend. Whoop, 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 whoop. Are you yeah. looking forward to it? Oh, I'm so excited. But you know who else's birthday it is, don't you? Oh, yeah, we're twins. Kim's birthday. Yep. Same day of your... So I reckon we should give her a call. I do too, yeah. Okay, let's call Kim. Hi, Kim. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> Good to see you again. It seems like ages since we last caught up with you. We've got Basil yeah. with us as well, by the way. Oh, was, uh, yeah. Not very podcast friendly material, but um, Caroline is sat with our with our cockapoo on her lap. Yeah. So hopefully he's going to sit nice. I think make an appearance onto the thumbnail, you know. Do you think? I definitely think. So. I think so. <laughs> he's got a good hair game. He yeah, has got a very good hair game, that's for sure. <laughs> Bless him. How are you? What? How are things going for you? What, what's what been going on? All good, all good. Um, so obviously the silly season is, is well behind us now, thankfully. And um, It really is. Bring back the silly season. 
No. no. <laughs> no. It's quiet I... though, right? It's oh. quiet at the moment. It's, yeah. There's a definite. There's been a definite dip. I don't know if you've seen across the board with all your other stuff, but I know we've certainly seen that. Well, the leisure bookings in particular, like the yes. working days, have stayed pretty constant, but the leisure stuff is definitely quieter. I think. Has yeah. I mean, there's a few long weekends coming in. Everyone likes a, a cozy weekend and a little cottage summer with an open fire which is just yeah. gorgeous at, you know with this kind of miserable weather but um yeah, yeah it is it is quieter but that's kind of good for us because it means we can catch up on things that we've not been able to do over the summer um yeah. sort of you know just little bits and pieces that in the height of the summer you just don't get a chance to do um things like flipping mattresses and checking light bulbs and bits yeah and- that's really that's really important isn't it i think is, I think we get stuck sometimes in a bit of a, like a, an endless cycle of like chasing our tails in the summer and you just don't have a chance to do anything to in the slower season, we're desperately trying to scrape together whatever bookings we, we can get. Um, and then I think you're right, though, actually turning this slightly quieter period into a positive, as it were, um, and getting on to some of those jobs and whether it's light maintenance, whether. It, so you were given a couple of examples there. So you said flipping the mattresses. So that's definitely yes. something that we would easily forget to do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. sometimes guests have said, oh, the mattress is a bit lumpy. And to be fair, I'd completely forgotten about flipping it and immediately went out and bought a mattress topper. So, yeah. yeah, so I probably could have saved myself some money by flipping it. And um, yeah, yeah, because they, they, they're good, aren't they, when you, when you do that? Yeah, it's good. Touching yeah, the just... as well, like where you've got the scuffs right on the, you know, people going up and down the stairs with suitcases and stuff like that. It's an opportunity to uh, touch up on things like that, isn't it? You've forgotten about my top tip on my first episode, oh, haven't you? The toothpaste. So that's right, everybody. You need to go around brandishing your toothpaste and smear it all over your walls. Do you have a brand you recommend there? No, it's just literally just the the cheapest toothpaste. Your your place is going to smell wonderful. Minty fresh. Oh gosh. What else would you suggest? What else should like what other jobs should people be getting on with during the quieter period, would you say? Um well things like if you have got a real fireplace, then making sure you've got your wood piles stock stocked up, um you've yeah. got your kindling, your fire lighters and matches, um, checking that the the flue has been swept, um just making sure that that's all sort of ready to go for the winter season. Yeah. Um Light bulbs, people are putting light bulbs on now and maybe just whack the heating on for a bit because sometimes you get the dust caught right behind the, the radiators. And then, you know, you know, when you put it on for the first time in a while, it just smells a bit dusty. Yeah. Mm. So just whack it on just for half an hour, just burn that dust off. Um, just, you know, because otherwise if the guests come in and do it and then they might be like, oh, smells a bit funny. Um, one question, Kim, which ovens? So... Ovens are notoriously a pain in the butt, aren't they? And um, do you find that, you know, to sort of to clean them, is it something you have to do regularly each time or do you build in sort of like a monthly sort of deep clean on an oven? Because I know we had an issue, didn't we, at Little Haze the other week where some of the guests, God knows what they've done, they burnt something onto it. But it, it must be hard when you go in to do a turn and suddenly the oven is perhaps take a little bit longer than than you perhaps scheduled in 
Yes, yeah. So we we do each changeover. We do check the the oven, and we we've got um, a, just a basic oven spray that we just wipe out and just check that the racks are clean. But then over time, you do get that build up. Um, so if you keep on top of it, then you can just um, again similar with the radiators. You just whack the oven up just really high and just burn off as much as you can. Oh, it's quite okay. smelly, um, but it's just try that first before you get a professional out to clean it. Um, you know can save you a few quid there are things like that you can do so you just turn the oven up really really high for about 20 minutes and it should burn everything off and then once it's cool then you can just wipe away the the residue that's there oh that's um good. anything that's really stuck on then just pop a baking tray in the oven with some water and you can put some slices of lemon and some bicarbonate of soda so try that little things like this might save you getting a an oven cleaner out um but yeah once a year we do try and do a, a full professional clean on them especially before christmas because you know if people are coming oh, in for yeah. christmas day they're cooking their roast dinner it should be should be pristine really but also yeah. in between guests you can if you line baking trays with um tin foil then anything that does drip down you can just just change that each time Actually, yeah that's a good point because um, I I think um, I know with our with our oven at home isn't it a bit like a case with, with all built our oven at home as an example of best practice. No, I was going to say no lights, it's <laughs> permanently. It's, it's, that's a yeah worst well, case. What I was going to say is, if I tried your top tip and turned it up hot, I think would set off every single smoke alarm in the house. <laughs> well, that's two jobs in one then. Because then you're yeah. making sure your smoke alarm's working. Yeah, yeah the weekly oh, fire test, absolutely. Oh, okay. But I guess like the oven, it's a good tip actually, particularly ahead of Christmas, like you say, because I guess ovens, they may not be used every single time. Like I, no. I'd imagine there are some stays where people come and stay and they never use the mm. oven. And so, mm. you know, if you if you allow it to to fester, sounds that's not a good word to use when it comes <laughs> no, to an oven. Food, no. But if you allow it to build up, then uh, yeah, one guest could be in for a nasty surprise. So yeah. it's like keeping on top of it. But yeah, I love I love that those nuggets. So what was that like a ba- a, a baking tray with water and lemon in it? Yeah, so just slices of lemon or just lemon juice if you've just got a bottle of lemon juice. That just helps with the smell. Um, And then, and it does sort of get rid of the grease as well. Um, So, yeah, just just, a bit of bicarbonate of soda in there as well. Mix it in with the water and then just sort of 20 minutes or so on on quite a high heat. And then it just kind of steams it and then you're just just clearing as much of the grease. That's a really good tip. Yeah. And I think that's a good message for anybody that's listening that is running holiday lets at the moment is to, you know, make the most of this time because, um, well, touch wood, we all hope Christmas in particular will be busy. Yeah. Um, and then before you know it, we'll be back into the spring again and sort of March to September, you can forget about getting in to do any maintenance, mm-hmm. can't you? So this is definitely the time to make the most of that down period, get into yeah. the project. And just, and often I think, um, you know, we're probably guilty of letting the the, the the properties run themselves for you know a period of time and this is about you know getting out doing spot checks using this as an opportunity just to take stock of yeah. you know how does it need a bit of a freshen up it might need a light decoration and again trying to find two days to get a decorator in to, to give 
a whole property a bit of a freshen up is really difficult sometimes of the year so this is a time to get out there check your properties give them a bit of a get an mot if you like and um yeah yeah and also things like um you can you can spray some furniture polish on a on the front of a radiator so when that does come on you do get a a sort of a, a nicer smell so things like that you can do essential oils but you've got to be careful with those every now and again because if you know you put too much on it it could be a little bit overpowering for people um you can also put a tiny dab of um essential oils on light bulbs so when they turn on you get that that you know nice smell um especially at christmas time we, we use like a, a cinnamon or a mulled wine oil which is quite nice so you get that oh. And they're already smashing out the tips today. Isn't it? <laughs> All over it. I love it. I love it. Oh. Well, we're coming down to Meadow this weekend, Kim. So, you know, we're expecting just to be hit by this. Every time we flick a light on, it's like, oh. Oh, she's <laughs> yeah, each room will have a different fragrance, so you've got to guess yeah. what they are. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Oh, no, that's really good. That's really useful. Oh, thank you, Kim. Yeah. That's brilliant. Oh, really you're welcome. Oh, yeah. don't forget to put the clocks back as well, because clocks it's go back. It's not this weekend, is it? No, I think it's next week. But oh, it's not yeah, just yeah. clocks. You need to make sure that you've got your TVs and all sorts. I mean, some of them do it automatically, but if they don't, then... You know, make sure that everything so the oven and your microwave normally have clocks on them as well so so do yeah. those as well yeah. yeah i seem to permanently turn up at our properties and find all the clocks are out of sync that's but, usually because uh, our batteries are running out. or something has been powered up <laughs> yeah good shout yeah clocks oh i don't want to think about that yet but I really don't. I really Great. Don't. Thank you so much, Kim. That's oh, really you were, you were on fire there. So many uh, nuggets. Did nuggets. you have your did, did you have your to-do list? Are you making notes? There? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, but what I want to say is I hope I don't I don't think Kim missed this, but she was too polite to say, but that was a real dad joke. What was? About, you know, some real good nuggets after we've been talking about ovens. Oh, okay. <laughs> you made a loose connection there. <laughs> Good try, Caroline. Good try. <laughs> uh, and I always want to say that actually, Kim and I are twins. Did you know that? Well, we oh. have the same birthday. Yeah, yeah the same birthday. Yeah. So birthday for Saturday, Kim. And, and happy I want birthday to you for Saturday. Yeah. Only, and there's only eighteen months between you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I just want to apologise for the uh, same day check-in on the Sunday. We will leave it as tidy as possible. I'll get all the kids to strip the beds it's and fine. make sure you don't have too much to do. <laughs> Actually, Sunday's working out to be a really busy day, so I think I'm going to have my birthday celebrations on Friday night because I've got we've got Saturday off. So um, oh, yeah. Brilliant. So I'll do a lot of my birthday drinking tomorrow night. And yeah, then I'm good. Fresh face for Sunday. Is 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 Lee treating you? Are you off out to dinner? We are. Yes, we're going to the Gordleton Mill uh, on oh, Friday lovely. night. That's the one on the river, isn't it? On the it stream. Is. Yeah, yes. that's really yeah. nice. There, I like it there. Oh, don't Just forget to take some Stay New Forest video. Oh, we will. will. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, let, we let her enjoy her birthday. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They give her one evening off. <laughs> No, we, we popped in for breakfast the other day, purely for market research for sustainable forest, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> we'll have to go and try the try dinner as well. Well, have a wonderful meal, have a wonderful birthday. Yeah, thank and, you very uh, much. And you, Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> we will we will speak to you soon. Thanks so much, Kim. Thank you, Kim. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. 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 Mrs. Hinch thing now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what I've been doing this week? <laughs> lots of flipping mattresses and lots of essential oil dabbing. <laughs>
So we had a, a frustrating interaction with a guest yesterday, didn't we, at, uh, at, at Delvin House. Um, not a big deal, really, in the grand scheme of things, but I thought we'd talk about it on the podcast because... Um, it did kind of top and tail our trip to Rachel a little bit, didn't it? We had the frustration of booking on the way up and then this on the way back down. So what it was, there was a, a young lady booked into our apartments on... Um, uh, uh, in Delvin House, we've not really talked about Delvin House very much, I don't think, but it's a block of six apartments uh, near East Midlands Airport. And uh, she's been in there for a few days now. Um, as it turns out, she's been studying an online course. So I guess she's um, looked a hole up somewhere so she can study quietly. Um, good idea. Uh, our apartments are perfect for that sort of thing. Um, obviously, she's reliant on having a very good Wi-Fi. Anyway, Four days into the stay, this is the first time that we hear from her at all. We get a message that is already quite irate, saying that um, the Wi-Fi is slow to non-existent. Yeah. And she, um, the, the, the first four days of her stay have been a complete waste of time. She hasn't been able to do her course because every time that the internet cuts out, it wipes where she's at yeah. in her course. Um, but this is the first time she's told us about this. I mean... I don't understand it. No, I don't. don't understand it. Surely, particularly if you're studying, of course, the first time that happens, or maybe second time, um, you would contact the host and just yeah. say, I'm really sorry, uh, Wi-Fi seems to be cutting out. Could could you sort it? Which we absolutely would have done. And so she's let it get to this point four days into this yeah. and, um, and has told us for the first time. And we have a managed internet supply. Yeah, they're so brilliant. Straight on to Blue Sky, who... Um, who, as predicted, uh, were able to log in to the system remotely, were able to identify that actually one of the access points had gone on, uh, offline. Now, usually they can solve a lot of it remotely, but in this instance, it had completely gone offline. Um, and um, we had to, to nip over there, but equally, had we not been uh, so local, we could have got uh, a member of staff to go over and literally reset it, re reboot it. Um, simple as that, and it was solved within minutes of identifying the yeah. problem and within about an hour of us letting of her letting us know um but she'd already contacted airbnb mm -hmm. simultaneously and i had to push back on that a little bit i'm not normally well, i don't think i was rude but i'm i don't normally confront guests but i you know i had to say so, yeah i had to say that was unnecessary mm. like like you've literally notified us about this 15 minutes ago uh, we're taking action there was no need to involve airbnb in this apart from anything else you're wasting your time airbnb only to yeah. care about collecting the booking all they're going to do is pass on your message back to us again um so a little bit of education needed there and she did back down a little bit um anyway sorted it out um but it's just so frustrating i i genuinely don't th like we've pr we, we've pulled out all the stops in order to uh lay on some pretty good customer service mm -hmm. as soon as we were made aware i still think we're gonna get a negative review like i i, I you know how this goes after doing this for so many years it's there's no way that somebody like that can help herself for mentioning it. I know. And I did pop round as well. Obviously, I knocked when we went round to reset it, I knocked on the door. I apologised profusely. Um, I said, I'm really sorry. We stayed there for a good 10 minutes, didn't we, to make sure that everything was working for her. And we got a message back saying, yeah, all fine now. Thank you very much. So we couldn't really have done any more. And like, we're, we're not being defensive. The, the Wi-Fi, as it turns out, had gone down, uh, it, it, which is extremely unusual. That I don't think... I can't think 
since we've run that block, what, three <laughs> years, it has ever, no. we've ever had a single issue with the Wi-Fi, not once. Um, so, um, so yeah, things things happen. Yeah. Um, and I'm really pleased with our response to that situation, how quickly we're able to turn it around for her. And I said in a message, didn't I? So I really wish that we'd be made aware of this earlier so we could have the helped you sooner. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see the review in an in a perfect world she would say you know i had a couple of issues but the hosts were phenomenal and they sorted it out within minutes of me letting them yeah. know um well we'll see cliffhanger we'll see whether or we'll not get a bad yeah we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one because um yeah, it's just frustrating, and I'd imagine any host listens to this will will feel our <laughs> feel our pain on, on. It's like those ones that you don't hear anything the whole stay, and then they leave you a negative review yeah. because they haven't got in touch. Why? Hey, just reach out. Um, onboarding new cleaners, so that's going well. You slow spent the day on Tuesday. Tuesday, <laughs> going around every single unit so that they can familiarise themselves with it um, and provide us with a more detailed quote. But the bottom line is they are getting hooked up to our systems, and they're all due to start on Sunday, I believe. And mm -hmm. um, we're, we're dropping them in the deep end, aren't they? We? We've got like six cleans or something. Or Seven, something. I think. Yeah, Seven looking. cleans. Um, so it's a full-on day. So um, and also we're not around, but. But um, hopefully that will all go smoothly. Everything's all hooked up and good to go. And at the moment, obviously, proof will be in the pudding in terms of the quality of the cleans and what have you. But um, it's been fairly smooth. Yeah. And, and I just want to say a big thank you to Kat again. Um, she's been our, our cleaner or head cleaning team up here for the last year. She's been phenomenal. Um, she just got on with it. Uh, in fact, we, when I was showing the cleaners around, we... Uh, bumped into her at Wilford and um, so so I think actually Catherine would like a number just in case <laughs> she gets caught short because Kat was you know it's great and we wish her all the very very best with her new venture and um, you know she knows where we are if she ever you know wants to to revisit Kegworth and the and, uh, yeah. and um, Castle Donington so big shout out to Kat and we wish her all the best we've got a dilemma with our furniture at Kingfisher House, haven't we? So Ooh, we mentioned yes. last time in the podcast that we are having to give back one of the properties mm. because uh, we can't justify making the upgrades uh, that the fire regulations require of us to do, and the landlord certainly isn't going to do it. Um, so we now have um, a, uh, a full set, a full fusion furniture um, set of uh, zip and link beds, what, four or five of them? Uh, five beds, isn't there? There's two in the top, top bedroom. Um, plus, you know, dining table chairs, there's a sofa in there. Um, so we have a dilemma. Artwork, curtains. Yeah, we've got a full house, essentially. So if anyone is listening to this, <laughs> that uh, is looking for a furniture pack uh, that has been used for, what, a year, I think, um, but still in, in great condition, then please do reach out. Other than that, we have a, a dilemma. Do we sell it? Do we put it into storage for future units? Do we basically harvest it for parts and you know use it to upgrade some of our other beds elsewhere mm. um, and bits and pieces? I don't know. We do have a lockup that we can use, um, whether or not we've got enough space in it for all of that. Perhaps we could hire it out. Perhaps any stagers out there might want to hire it out for staging a uh, an essay. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So we've got to problem solve that one really quite quickly, actually. In the next few days, I think we need to come up with what we're going to be yeah, doing yeah. with that. And then lastly, um, 
uh, our friend and colleague Emily Smith popped around in yeah, that was lovely the other evening. Nice to um, actually sort of catch up. I mean, obviously we we talked shop and we talked work, but also just to have a bit of a, a relaxed catch up. She was uh, talking uh, a networking event up the road, and um, she popped in to uh, sit by the fire. That's <laughs> nice, a, wasn't it? Give Basil some cuddles and um, and just have a, have a catch up. And um, I only mention it because you know it's it's nice sometimes to just have friends or people you can talk to that are that do what you do understand understand the pressures understand the stresses and um you know you feel you can be open about that sort of thing um now you know that's I, I would encourage everybody to 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 to, to find an Emily um, and to, to find someone that they can uh share things with but Ultimately, that's what we're hoping to achieve with the podcast as well, isn't it? We're not holding anything back. Um, this is your chance to listen to us um, reveal all, as it were, and hopefully you can empathize with with some of the stuff that we talk about if you're a host or you're thinking about becoming a host. Um, the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, um, that's really what we're all about. But we would love to hear from you. We would love, uh, we love it when we get messages. Oh, we uh, really do. And, and DMs <laughs> and voice notes and what have you. So please do keep those coming through um, and uh, we'll do our best to feature as many of those on the podcast as we possibly can. Well, that's a wrap for episode 23. Thank you very much for listening and for all your support of the podcast so far. And the cliffhangers. What are the cliffhangers this week? Well, I think the cliffhangers are, um, will we get a negative review from the President Delvin House or, or have we managed to win her round with our exceptional customer service? Who and knows? Will we find somewhere to park the furniture from Kingfisher <laughs> House again? Putting a peel out on the airwaves. All offers accepted. Furniture. Oh, no, no, furniture no. Not, not, not offers accepted. <laughs> Considered. Considered. Um, so what are we up to uh, over the next week or so? We are out and about, aren't we? So literally after recording this, uh, we're heading off down south to uh, Medicop Yay! for the weekend. So we're going to be there for a few days. Brilliant. And then uh, middle of next week, we're shipping off to Dubai, aren't we? Oh, no. I, uh, I still can't get my head around that. No, it's going to be really interesting, interesting experience. Um, we will be recording the podcast from Dubai. So hopefully we'll manage to pull together the logistics of doing that. I forget who we need to uh, speak to on the podcast on rotation next week. So um, hopefully we can pull that together for you. We'll be coming live from Dubai. Um, we've also we've got some interesting meetings tied uh, teed up as well, haven't we? Yep. Uh, to find out a little bit about the Dubai um, uh, hotels is a hotel market, property market. Um, you wouldn't expect any less of us mm-hmm. think, than to find out what's what all the fuss is about over in Dubai. So we'll report back on that one. Um, please like, follow, subscribe wherever you are listening. This just helps other people to discover the podcast too. And please do leave us a review. Um, please keep sending in your DMs and voice notes over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast for your chance to be listener of the week. And we are still on the lookout for other hosts to appear on at your service you heard from Dilip last week so if you run a holiday let service department or even a hotel and you want to come and have a chat to us about it on the pod then send us a message over on instagram have a good one everybody and see you next week see you next week thank you bye bye support of the podcast so far and if you told you after i say after all your support of the podcast so far 
Let's try that again. Are you listening? I am, yes. Okay.